It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. Um, we have a, a Change Creator veteran on board here today because Jake Orak, uh, founder of Ethnotech, was on the cover of our first magazine a few years ago and was one of our early uh, interviews. And he's got an incredible story. If you don't know it, you haven't heard it, check out the first interview with Change Creator and Jake Orak. It's awesome. And guys, just a heads up, we are trying something new today uh, just to give a short precise uh, episode where we ask Jake a very specific question and he gives us that response. And the question will be, how are you leaning into your social mission as a point of differentiation for Ethnotech? And guys, if you want the full interview with Jake, which is an awesome interview, it is in issue 17 of Change Creator Magazine. So stop in there, get the article, get the full interview. And if you're listening to this today or before August 15th, um, up and coming, our next release is going to be with Jay Shetty. He is a YouTube influencer and a rock star that is making wisdom go viral. Um, he talks about storytelling and creating really impactful content, guys. You don't want to miss that. It's an essential part of your business. So again, August 15th, this very special edition with Jay Shetty is coming out. So make sure you are subscribed to the app and you have access for that feature. Guys, remember, we have unlimited access when you subscribe. I mean, you are literally paying for one Starbucks coffee for a whole month of incredible content. We do monthly releases and you get unlimited access to everything in the app. So be sure to stop by and get your access going. And last but not least, don't forget to stop by the app store and leave that five-star review. Let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel. Hopefully this content is helpful. Um, it goes a long way and we very, very much appreciate it and you. All right, guys, we're gonna jump into this Q&A with Jake Warrack. I know you're going to dig this. How have you been leaning into um, your differentiation and your social mission to stand out? Yeah, um, great question. So uh, it, it's only been uh, getting uh, better and has become more a point of leverage as time goes on. And so in the beginning, it's basically what got got the attention of the marketplace being so different in a crowded industry um, <clears throat> is what kind of essentially orders were falling in our lap because of that differentiation. Yeah. Um, but because of how the business was built, whereby the, um, the kind of innovation in supply chain and the social mission was an interdependent part, like a symbiotic part of the product. Like you simply can't have one piece without the other. Um, that's the point right there that was a the number one selling point but b the one thing that is kind of our like our go-to in terms of having leverage to to basically protecting that so the social mission anything any sort of uh business partnership any investor any sale or any any anything um that goes against that mission um it 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 uh, is not what our ethos is all about, and so um, if it supports the mission, that's that's the whole point of it, and that has allowed us to kind of uh, change things up a bit in terms of um, you know if 
if you know if we have shared values with new customers for example yeah. we can always lean on that and you know if they value the mission the same as we do um, not only you know is this kind of unique selling point going to benefit their business financially but it separates them from their competition too so yeah um, yeah. yeah so it's uh, in, in, the, in the early days, it was good to get people on board, but as we grew, we, we found what our boundaries were, which we weren't aware of really in the beginning. We found what kind of our limitations were on the manufacturing side, yep. um, specifically in the artisan villages. And uh, once we kind of hit the ceiling in those areas, it, uh, it helped us kind of go back to the drawing board and inform our customers of, you know, it's kind of essentially time to put your money where your mouth is in terms of uh, how on board you are with this mission. Um, and we found that because of the, you know, the shared values check in the very beginning, you know, they were. And, you know, when that when that was established, uh, that put us in the driver's seat again yeah. uh, to, to essentially say, if this is going to be long-term, if this is going to be sustainable and continuing to be profitable for both of us, um, we have to do something that, uh, benefits the artisans. And that means completely changing around our, uh, our payment terms and production cycles and lead times. And so it was like over the past two years, we've been changing that around and it has been pretty uncomfortable times and a hard sell in certain areas. Um, but what was fun to see is that, uh, everyone was on board with trying something totally different, stepping outside of their comfort zone in order to share the burden equally, as opposed to pushing all the risk onto the, the manufacturer. So huh. long winded answer. <laughs> no, but I think it's good. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, and so you had to go to your, your, I guess these are like the uh, distributors you were working with, right? Yeah. And so you, in order to manage what was going on with the, um, the producers, the people in Vietnam and, and other areas who are actually creating these, uh, designs, I guess you, you found out there's a certain, you had a certain ceiling, right? Like, does that mean like they can only produce so much in a, in a certain time frame? Uh, kind of. Yeah. So, so what we, what we were doing early on is, um, we were, we were just following uh, industry standards with um, typical buying terms and gotcha. typically in the outdoor industry, which is an old school industry, yeah. but we, we weren't proven enough yet to, to dictate things. We were a little bit because, you know, they believed we did what we say we did and we work with traditional artisans all over the world. Right. And so there, there's some flexibility that's required. Um, but uh, what we found was that, uh, so we could easily, uh, prove what we did. So take pre-orders, produce them and ship them on time with very little defects. So we did that season after season. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these, uh, these industry terms are not, uh, conducive to balancing things out on, you know, paying the, the people that make it first. So a lot of the times, you know, they're, they're on net 60, 90, 120 terms where, um, the manufacturer and the artisans don't get paid until, uh, like months after the order is produced gotcha. and shipped. And that's like super unbalanced. And I know that works for a lot of other businesses, but since we're a social enterprise 
And uh, we we're not in business to have the artisans finance their own production. We're there to help them with that. You know, the whole point of it is to help them uh, preserve their craft and culture through bringing demand through our customer base. And so we we knew that um, though we were making uh, deliveries on time, it was completely straining the process. Yep. And we were starting to see. Uh, longer delays. We were starting to see quality slipping. Um, a lot of the customers were asking for assets to be delivered sooner. Um, and so I had to, I had to look at everything and, and change it up. And so I had to, uh, look at basically look two years ahead at the calendar and say, okay, well, instead of these two standard fall, winter, spring, summer seasons, we're going to need to introduce two in between seasons where, uh, the distributors are essentially required to forecast and pre-order their own artisan fabric so that we could go to a three, you know, a three month, every three month order cycle. Um, and we had to change payment terms to have, you know, 50% deposit up front so that we could in turn pay 50% deposit to the artisans in the factory in Vietnam. Right. So those are two big components that took a couple of years to get everyone on, on board with. But what it did is it completely relaxed the whole, supply chain. It cut our lead time down by a, a whole month. Uh, assets were delivered earlier. Um, uh, it was better for cash flow. It was better for morale. And it, what went from like, you know, three to six month a, a year production cycles on the artisan side is now year round and balanced out. So uh, by just introducing kind of a new protocol and just saying, trust me, guys, <laughs> we did it. We did it the old way. We're good for it there. This is our way now. And this is the only way that it's really going to be scalable. And because if, if you're already seeing, you know, some problems, we're, we're doing it to, to benefit you too, right? We want to deliver yeah. sooner. We want to deliver higher quality. Um, and we, you know, the, the same need is on the opposite side. And so, uh, once they got on board with that and proved now where I think we're two or three seasons into it working fluidly, um, everyone's happy and we're, we're taking it one step further too. And we're actually connecting them with the artisans. Like we're actually making introductions and we had, um, some Japanese brand ambassadors, uh, meet our artisans in India. So kind of bridging the gap that way and that kind of transparent, meaningful connections in addition to sharing, uh, the burden on the business side, that's what we're all about. And we're really fortunate to have uh, business partners um, yeah. on board with that. That's cool. I mean, it's nice. It's a great story to demonstrate how you really have to look at things. And just because something's an industry standard doesn't mean that it's going to be fitting. I mean, you kind of need to blaze a trail, especially in the social enterprise space. More and more innovation is required in order to do things differently. I mean, that's what it's all about. We're not here to do things the same way as usual. So this is a different process. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content exclusive interviews and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com we'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast